not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglite Show on the road. Been on the road for 18 days. Day makes 18. Started at Wipkins Glen, did the weekend there. Rolled on down, did the Coke Sugar, uh, Coke Zero Sugar 400. Uh, great time there, and I slowly made my way back up to this uh, jewel of a racetrack, Darlington. The lady in black right here. Too tough to tame, man. I'm telling you, I've seen some good racing here. Uh want to tell Carrie Thorpe, hey, good luck in your retirement. You and Deb have a great, great time. Uh lot to do out there besides, you know, you spent your whole life uh, right here at the track. Even Mother Nature come and visits you last night and got through and so she could give you one farewell. And uh, it's nothing but beautiful skies. Look, the temperature today reminds me of the first day of, of October. Uh, nice, cool little morning uh, when you got up at, at 6.30. Still a little coolness in there, a cup of coffee. Uh, hit the road, and I was here by, I think I was here at like uh, 9.30, 15 to 10. So, been around town, got a lot of friends, vi- videos and stuff while I had the day off. Uh, you know, we didn't have our show Monday. We had, I didn't, but uh, the company that I, I go through here, Blog Talk Radio, had, had a problem. So, uh, that's like two Mondays in the last probably 60 days we've had uh, problems on our Monday show, but somehow, some way, we make it up. Last time we made it up on a Wednesday night, so we've got a two-hour show planned for tonight. I want to play the winners from last week. Uh was to uh, the Miles uh, and Milwaukee. Uh, it's good to have them back on the track. Hopefully that track saves. But I was not at the ARCA or the uh, truck race. I was at uh, Daytona, doing Daytona. So uh, I think we're going to start off with uh, William. I, I'm hoping this is this may be the uh, the one that he won the pole. But hopefully this is uh, in victory lane. All right, everyone, we are now joined by William Swalich, driving the number 18 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota and the pole sitter for tomorrow's Sprite Your 150 here at the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, William, what were you able to find out there today to uh, start tomorrow on the pole? Yeah, my uh, Starkey Soundgear Toyota Camry was really fast today. Um, personally, I just worked on a lot of roll speed through the center to try and get momentum down the straightaway. Um, and then early practice, we kind of struggled with some side bite issues. Um, and we really worked on that, and in qualifying, I was really happy. I mean, that was the best the car was all day, and, of course, new tires help, and I was pretty happy with it, and we'll be ready to go tomorrow. Awesome. If you guys have a question for William, just raise your hand, and we will get a mic to you. Uh, William, I'll take the next one. What was just your impressions of the track out there today? Uh, it's really cool. I've been here in super late models, so I have a little bit of it. Uh-oh. Um, I have some experience here in super late models, so... Um, I knew the track well uh, when I showed up here now, so I had a lot of sim time, so that helped uh, additionally, so I was ready to go as soon as we fired off. Um, also, 
truck practice, uh, that helped a lot uh, to know the track and then getting in the ARCA car, which is a lot faster, so I was more comfortable um, in that one. Any questions? We'll go to Dave here. You know, Ty mentioned that he was really, really, really surprised by the lack of grip in the truck. Did you have that same experience, and how does it compare? How, how, how does the truck in the ARCA car compare as far as that goes? Yeah, um, as soon as I jumped in the ARCA car, I was underdriving it uh, for the first few laps because I was used to the truck, uh, which, like you mentioned, had less grip, uh, more front grip, uh, lacking front grip. So uh, the ARCA car, I felt like, had a lot more downforce maybe. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think it was like a second faster lap time, so a lot faster. Uh, the truck race, I mean, depends on where I start tomorrow, like with dirty air. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a huge factor in that race tomorrow. Um, and then obviously starting up front in the ARCA race, just stay in clean air, and I think we'll be just fine. Any other questions for William? No? All right, William, cool. appreciate coming in, and good luck. Best of luck tomorrow. Salovich actually won the race, and I'm going to try to get us back over there to it. Uh, but anyway, I'm here live at Darlington. I'm sitting outside the media center, uh, turn one, and I'm telling you, this high banking right here, they you really put up. They really put on a show. You can really see uh, some. Absolutely fantastic race, especially night racing here is awesome. Uh, it, it's hard to beat. Uh, happy Memorial Day, guys. Got that rolling on here. We're going to move it on here. Little problem with the it's all part of uh, being on live. So uh, 21, uh, 23 days, I think, is what it's going to uh, turn out to be. Watkins Glen is highly recommended, I'm telling you. It's uh, a must-go-see, and you've got to have more time. You need three days to see what's around Watkins Glen, and next year I'm going to put that into effect. I'm going to go three extra days. Uh, it's just, you can't do it out. And I have only one day to do it and try to get to Rochester and get get out of town before I lo miss my flight. You just can't do it out. So, uh, we're going to listen to Grant. Uh, man, Grant won at Milwaukee, uh, town man, home Alabama guy, uh, Grant M. Fingers. Great to see Grant. Hey, I'd like to see him bring home a championship this year. He's right there with it. So uh, hopefully I've got Williams' winning uh, cut, too, and I'll have it loaded up. But here is Grant from uh, last week at Milwaukee. All right, everyone, we are now joined by today's winner of the Clean Harbors 175 at the Milwaukee Mile, Grant N. Finger, driver of the number 23 Chevrolet for GMS Racing. 
Grant, you locked yourself into the next round. Dominant performance, to say the least. Uh, swept the stages, won the race. Talk about how you're able to do that today in that battle with Hosevar toward the end there. Uh, yeah, we just had a really, really good champion power equipment Chevrolet. I mean, I, honestly, that's that's what it boiled down to. We, uh, I think we were a you know top ten truck yesterday. We we weren't bad, just uh, nothing real special. But Jeff's Jeff's tweaks. It was it was all in the right direction. That first stage, I felt like okay, you know, we hit on something. Um, still feel like we were a little bit tight in the center of that first stage and, and started using up the right rear tire by the end of it. Um, but then the, the second stage, those adjustments, we were, we were pretty much lights out at that point. Uh, we had given up a little bit of track position there. It took me a long time to get by the 11 truck. Um, but, but at that point, the, the second stand and then the last stand, I, I feel like we were clearly the, the best truck and um, able to, to use multiple grooves to, to get around here. Um, you know, coming here, I was I was worried about it being kind of single file in that second groove, but the track widened out really well. Um, still wasn't easy to pass guys by any means, but um, you could move around. You know, the the thing was that the guy in front of you could, could kind of watch you and watch his mirror some, and, and if you were trying to roll his outside, he'd he'd slide up there. The the 11 and, and Carson both did that to me a couple of times, but um, you know, overall, I feel like the the track put on a great race. We had a lot of fall off. Um, you know, so there was guys towards the end of that first stage. I know they were holding on, but uh, I think that provides for, for really good racing. Um, I hope the fans enjoyed it. Um, yeah, obviously, when you have a truck that good, I'm, I'm of course, going to enjoy it. Um, but I, I think we, we did help everybody out with, uh, with our, our pit road stuff. It just... It was it was very frustrating. Um, our, our guys hammered out two really good pit stops first the first two times, but was just blocked in. Had to had to back up on both stop both stops. And um, the last one, I, I angled out really well. Probably gave up a little bit on on entering my pit stall, but angled out really well. And then I don't know what happened. It was just a, a bad pit stop, and uh, just just had a you know you know a little mess up on execution, but. The truck was good enough to overcome it, and the the, the two restarts there worked out, um, able to kind of get through the chaos on the first one, and and went from 14th to 9th, and then uh, kind of got a little bit of help with the choose, and, and ended up choosing eighth instead of what I I figured we would be 10th right there. So um, got a good restart there, and feel like you know got to the outside of the 19 for third. Um, and at that point, I was like, okay, I feel really good about this. But then, you know, it, it took a while to run down Carson. And, uh, and it, it was pretty tough to, to just pass him. I mean, his, his track was really, really good. Those 15 laps he had on his tires didn't really hurt him that bad, I don't feel like. So um, those, those guys, it was, it was fun racing with them. Um, we were both sliding around right there. And, um, you know, it, it was definitely not easy um, to, to get around them. But once we were, I feel like we were kind of kind of lights out after that. And, just uh, just praying that we weren't, weren't going to see a caution. Um, you know, I felt good about our chances if we did, but I didn't want Jeff to have to make that call if we come down pit road or, or not. Awesome. Well, if you have a question for Grant, raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. We'll start here with Jared, or we'll start with Dave, and then we'll go to Jared. Jared Haas with FrenchStretch.com. So I'll clarify, you weren't concerned at all once uh, you were mired back in traffic when you got pinned in uh, during a pit stop where you lost the lead, correct? I was very concerned. Okay. Yes, to clarify. So you're I was very, very mad, very God. concerned. Yes. And then I want to ask about uh, Ty Majeski too. It's Carson Hosfar said that quote um, his superpowers were taken away. Did you, did you were you surprised with Majeski? Um, like I said, not 
being as present as it was, or did you, were you was that expected? I, I have no idea. I didn't run around with Ty today. Um, I think for the last year and a half, Ty and Joe have, have had the heat on these short tracks. Um, you know, they I don't know how many they've won, but they've they've been lights out the last year and a half, I feel like. So um, I, don't, I don't think you can take away anything from, from that performance. Um, yeah, I didn't race around them today. Um, you know, looking at the speed, you know, from yesterday, I, I felt like that's going to be the truck to beat um, from yesterday. But there again, we were a 10th place truck, I feel like, yesterday too. So um, stuff changes and, and all that. But, but yeah, Ty and Joe are, are very good, especially these short tracks. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just focused on, on our stuff. And, man, so proud of Jeff for the decisions that he made. Um, I feel like he has confidence in me when I tell him what I need and, and the feeling I'm, I need to have. And he pretty much nailed it today. And that, that's hard to do. I mean, you, you go, you're a 10th place truck on, on Saturday to, to make it a, a winning truck on Sunday. That's not easy. Um, so, man, all the all the credit goes to, to Jeff for those decisions because um, we we had the best truck. I mean, I, I feel like we, we proved that today. And then last thing, with you were in the round of eight last year. You didn't advance to the championship four. What needs to be done different? Now that you've already locked in, you can focus on those uh, three races between the round of eight to the round of four. What um, needs to be different between that you can get to that next step and be in that championship four? Uh, there is there is no comparison between this year and last year. We've got speed. Um, if we hit it, just like today, we can win at any track we go to. So uh, we couldn't say that last year. If we hit it last year, we were battling for a fifth. Um, we got speed in our trucks. So that's a testament to, to GMS Racing, to GMS Fabrication, to Chevrolet, to uh, the Fab Shop, Jerry and, and those guys. Um, this was a brand new truck. Um, man, it just, we've got speed. So when you've got speed, you can overcome little hiccups. we still got to do a better job of execution. Um, I feel like me and Jeff historically have executed very, very well. I feel like we're still a little sloppy on, on certain things this year. So, um, you know, the, the big difference between this year and last year is, is just speed. So we, uh, we know what we got to do. I still feel like, you know, we get into that second round. We're going to be in a must-win situation there. That's that's my mindset right now. So we've uh, we helped ourselves today with with seven you know playoff points that uh, that obviously helps. But but I I still feel like we enter that second round where uh, we we need to win Bristol. Obviously there was enough um, disagreement on strategy that they kind of split on that. You know when you guys came in and Carson's team didn't and whatnot. What, how aware were you of of that being a difficult decision and I mean, was that the plan all along? Did, was there any question that that's what you guys were doing coming in? I knew that there'd be some some takers and some that wouldn't take it. Um, I knew all along I wanted to come. I was going to leave it in Jeff's hands. Um, I will say I influenced him. I, I did say, hey, I'm going to say this once, but I want to come. And then I said that again. Um, but but he, I think me and him were on the same page. Uh, you know, obviously it wasn't long time into that stint, but I – I had that gut feeling it was going to go green. Um, and even if we had a caution, one or two cautions early on after that, you still want to be the first guy on pit road. You don't want to be the, the last guy on pit road. So uh, we were not banking on, you know, coming out 14th or, or whatever it, it ended up being. But, um, yeah, that, that was that was a little disappointing. Both, yeah, I'm sure he was hitting the pit box just like I was hitting the steering wheel after that one. But uh, but overall, we, we, had the, we had the truck to, to overcome it. So very, very proud of that. And the, the timing on this win, I mean, you guys not make the announcement midweek, come here and have your way. Pretty impressive. How, how does that feel? 
feels good. Um, you know, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, nobody, nobody, um, I, I have not doubted our guys since coming to GMS racing. In, in the beginning, the, the first three quarters of last year was a struggle. But there has been so much effort put into our truck the whole time from, from everybody, top to bottom. But our core group of guys, they work a lot of hours. They've, they have worked their tail off all year and, and all last year. I, I didn't know exactly how this was going to go out. For me, it gives me clarity. It was honestly this week was disappointing, but it was almost a good thing as far as, hey, it's not wishy-washy anymore. It's, hey, we're, we don't have a job next year. Now all we can do is focus on right now winning this championship. So for me, it was a good thing. I didn't know how the guys would take it, but we got some good leaders on the team. I feel like sometimes through our career, you know, I feel like I've had to calm Jeff down, but Jeff has kept me on the straight and narrow all year. I mean, there's been distractions for months now, um, and, and he is, he's kept me, you know, on the straight and narrow and all that stuff and focused on what's important. So I feel like this is a, a sign of, of what we can do for the rest of the year. Um, I think there's, there's times when Jeff believes in me and I believe in Jeff and maybe sometimes there's doubts around the rest of everything, but I, I think just uh, our guys have, are bought in and, and they believe we can do this and, and I feel like this is a, a sign of things to come. Dennis Krause, Motorsports Minute Plus. Grant, having not been here before, how important was running the ARCA race and finishing fifth? I, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't so much about the finish as, as just making laps and being able to, to experiment. There was a, a few times in the ARCA race when I was struggling, I sailed it off in there harder than I ever dreamed possible and, you know, ended up in the fourth groove and realized, okay, you know, maybe I can do this again, but, but adjust a few things and, and tweak it. And, and I tried that a couple of times today. That's actually how I got by uh, Christian, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was instrumental in that. Um, Thanks again to, to Cody. I, I asked him as a personal favor uh, to do this, and I'm very, very appreciative for that. So I uh, wish we could have finished a, a little bit better for, for him. But, um, yeah, I, I think laps are, are always good for a, for a race car driver, especially in good equipment like, like that is, and, and hopefully it gave them a little bit better direction of, of where they need to come back to. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed running it, and uh, I definitely think it helped me for today. Go over here. Lauren Leach with Lore Sports. Uh, Grant, I just want to clarify, you don't have anything lined up for next year currently at all? No. There's been lots of talks, you know, little talks over the last couple months. I, I feel like just with rumblings and stuff going around, I, I feel like it started earlier for me, and that's what I mean. But Jeff has, has kept me focused, and he has been – he's just been more in the zone this year than I feel like in years past, and he's – He's always ultra-focused, so um, credit his leadership to to me and the guys being on the, the right track. I, I feel like we, we haven't slipped. There's there's still been a lot of disappointments. There's, there's still been a lot of things that we need to clean up um, from just an execution standpoint, but it's not an effort standpoint. It's not a talent standpoint. It's just, a, you know, we got to clean up some stuff. Um, so I, I, I credit Jeff to, to our success this year. And uh, definitely for, for this race, for sure. I believe you've also worked with Jeff in the past, and last year was announced he was coming back. It seems like it's a magical connection there with you guys. I don't think it's magic. It just, you know, he understands me, I understand him. We're both kind of old school racers. You know, we're, we're not the smartest guys in the world, and, and we're not afraid to admit that. Um, I think, you know, he, he's the kind of guy that 
he's, he's not going to go with the trick of the week. He's going to go with what he understands. And, um, but when I tell him something, he, he knows, he knows when I'm wishy-washy about something and I'm just spitballing and he knows when I'm serious about stuff. And, and when I'm serious about stuff, he does everything he can to, to give that to me. Any final questions for Grant? No? Grant, congratulations. Best of luck in the future. Thank you, guys. Kind of Memorial Day. Got, hey, sorry. Uh, got a 5K running, so we're getting a little feedback from, from down there. But uh, Grant, man, I tell you, Grant, uh, it's good to see Grant win some races. Hopefully he can capture that championship, and I will be in Phoenix. Daytona Tom and I will be Phoenix. We are finishing the year at Phoenix. Uh, I'll do Homestead. Still got Talladega, Homestead, and then Phoenix to finish it up, which will be 1st of November. All right, guys. Uh, I think this is Williams. If it's not, we'll go straight on to Chris Busher, and uh, I've got the video of, of that. Let's see if this is Williams. We win. have Jesse Love, winner of the General Tire 100, here with us in the Media Center. Uh, Jesse, if you can't. Wrong one, guys. So, listen, we're going to go, sorry, we're going to go with uh, Chris Busher. This is what's uh, Saturday night at Daytona after the Coke Zero 400. Post-race media availability is with the winner of tonight's race, Chris Busher. Chris, congratulations. Three wins on the season. Talk about this year, your team, how you guys have been able to do it. Yeah, unbelievable. At this point, um you know, there's uh, been a lot going on, and, and certainly uh, talked about after um, even Richmond itself, but but surely after uh, Michigan, talked about kind of hitting our momentum at the right time, and um, you know this is a, another big step in uh, in the right right direction. So um, you know, I think uh, first and foremost, uh, this uh, this was as much RFK win and, and Brad's win as it was ours. I mean, that was uh, the exact push we needed for the entire two laps coming back to the checker and. Um, you know, I, we wouldn't be sitting up here without him and uh, and us executing that that way. Uh, it's what we've tried to do when we've gone speedway racing. Uh, kind of committed to it at a lot of places here in the 500, led all the way to what three or four to go, and um, and then ended up getting uh, getting separated. So uh, we, we've planned this out. We've worked hard to uh, to find ourselves in these situations. Uh, we we've just been needing to to capitalize and close the deal in the last two percent of these races and um we're finally able to do that tonight so a um, huge moment to, uh, to do it here at daytona uh to uh to close out the regular season this way um surely uh surely a, a big moment for us great momentum um I, I i hate even saying it like this but probably good for points and uh and what we got ahead of us as well and um we've got some really uh really fun races racetracks coming up for us that uh, that we've been really excited about even before uh, getting that checkered flag tonight, so I'm uh, certainly certainly pumped up for where we're at as an organization, the, the momentum we've had, the consistency, and uh, and the flexibility we've had at, at all different styles of racetracks. So, um, I, I mean, I think it's uh, safe to say we're we're going to be a contender as we we head into the playoffs now. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. We'll start right here, to right, and then go to Jerry. 
Hey, Chris. Uh, Chris Gollum, News Daytona Beach. Um, first off, uh, just congratulations. Uh, I actually want to ask you the same thing I asked your crew chief, which is uh, now you, you got three wins going into the playoffs, which I think it's safe to say you guys exceeded expectations. Um, I'm wondering, do you feel like you guys as a team are a championship favorite? Um, I, I think we're we're a contender. We we still have work to do. Uh, I don't think we're we're under the uh, the illusion that that says uh, you know it it's, has to go through us and us only right now. Uh, we we've got uh, tracks we still need to be better at, and uh, and we've got um, work to uh, to do as a group and uh, and as a, as a team to. Uh, get in the hunt, but uh, I surely feel confident about our uh, our ability to drive through the playoffs and uh, and feel like we could certainly be a contender in this thing. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm not uh, I'm not able to get up here and uh, and and quite say that yeah, this is ours. It's in the bag. But um, um, you know, there's been definitely several teams that uh, that have been very very stout this season as well, right? And uh, you know uh, the 24 is on what five so uh, yeah I mean we certainly we're going to have a, a hard fight but um, we're in a heck of a spot and couldn't ask to be in any better right now as we we head into um, really the, the time that last season we kind of hit our stride on on the year um, you know with uh, Darlington is one of my favorite racetracks Bristol's my favorite uh, so you know heading back to where we got that win last year is obviously you know that uh, puts a lot of confidence in us um, and then Kansas is a place we've been pretty fast at in the past too. Just got to work on a, a little more execution. So, you, know, you look at the first round. Uh, I, I'm excited for it. And as we keep moving through, uh, you know, and everybody will tell you everybody's had bad luck through the season. I'm, I'm under uh, no impression that that's not the case. But I'll just think about our, our year about this time or into the playoffs last season and able to um, to be leading at Texas when, when we had a tire failure there and. Uh, ran so competitive at the Roval. I mean, there's there's really good opportunities for us still to still to come. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel very confident that we have a lot of potential over the next uh, next ten weeks here. We're gonna go to Jerry and then to Edgar. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires that net. Um, back in January, we all came over to RFK and went to what, toured and had lunch and worked you know the workout room there. And you you, you told us that. This was going to be a different year, and uh, is this win this season, but specifically tonight, closing out the regular season, is this more of a statement of that, uh, you know, kind of a statement win for you? Um, you know, I, I would say that it's um, it, it's for RFK in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we know how much has gone into uh, to getting everything to look like it, it does right now for for y'all to be able to come in and. Um, you know the, the human performance center and uh, the investments that have been made by our group. Um, you know it, it's really cool to see. I, I've been there for you know f 15 years at, at RFK, right? And um, you know seen it in, in a lot of different uh, different scenarios, and um, so proud of it right now. And, and realize the work that's gone in and to get it to this point right now, and, and to get it to what it looks like and what we're able to accomplish and how competitive we are. Um, and also realize that 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 came at um, at a rather large inconvenience for a lot of our people through the times uh, as well, and that it wasn't easy to uh, to do this. So, um, you know, just I, I think it's for everybody at RFK as a whole that, that says, look, this is this is what we did. We know it was hard. Uh, we know, uh, uh, you know, it didn't make sense to everybody at, at all at one time, but that um, it's worth it. Like, like this is this is a result of, of putting in that effort and 
um, and really working hard to find speed at all these different styles of racetracks. So um, for us, I, I'm I'm proud for our selfishly our own group as much as um, as anybody else, and not not to uh, make a statement to, uh, to to anybody else other than ourselves that um, you know this is this is hard work paying off for us to be able to be here right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, heck of heck of a time to uh, to do this right as we head to the playoffs. You know, certainly gets everybody pumped up. Um, get to put another another trophy sticker on our uh, on our wall of uh, of uh, success, I, I guess. But um, you know how we we grade ourselves internally. We get to uh, add more more stickers up there, and um, I don't know it just makes me makes me happy for everybody uh, within our group that um, you know put their, their blood, sweat, and tears in this thing to make it successful. Uh, I'm just fortunate to be up here and get to be covered in champagne and and uh, talk to y'all at the end of the evening. But um, a lot of a lot of moving pieces to get to this point. Now, you know your career, your Xfinity Series successes. We know how you you got your first Cup Series win, things like that. But this season has been kind of a breakout for you. Is that do you go into the playoffs kind of you know with, with your chest pumped out a little bit? A little bit. I mean, um, yeah, it's certainly uh, before even before Richmond, this was. Uh, kind of, it was, it was a highlight year for me, uh, on the cup side. Um, you know, been, uh, been running here since 2016. And, um, you know, if you go through the years, it's been just a, a steady, uh, progression, not, uh, nothing earth shattering and, uh, and have kind of worked hard to, to find our way. But certainly, uh, last season felt like we, we did a lot of good things, but, um, it took us too long to get there. And, uh, you know, we ended up missing the playoffs, um, uh, being able to, to, win a race uh, in the playoffs, not participating. Um, but certainly felt like that momentum would carry over to this season, and uh, and it has. We've been competitive at a lot of places. We've had chances to win a lot. And, um, you know, for, for me, that's certainly a, a highlight year for, for myself and, and for our, our group. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it it makes you feel, feel pretty confident as we head into the playoffs, knowing that, um, you know, certainly the last, what, five weeks have been um, – massive highlights but um but there's been a, a lot of lot of days and a lot of finishes that I've been very proud of throughout the season and um that's uh combining those with with what we've done you know here as of late that that's what gives me the most confidence heading into the playoffs is that that we're going to be flexible and we're going to be good at lots of different places we'll come down here to Edgar yeah Chris Edgar Thompsonville and Orlando Sentinel what so you win Pocono as a rookie, I'm looking at, and then I don't know the whole all the circumstances there, but then you go a long time without. That's that's good. That means the history books didn't give all the circumstances. It just says win. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone said it would do. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that's there. Well, it goes. It goes. Uh, you went a while, changed teams a time or two. What? How'd you stay the course? Just what? What was the key to kind of maintaining confidence and positivity? Uh, I mean, it's hard. You, you um, I would say, I don't, I don't know everybody's stats, but if you went through our garage area, everybody has been winners throughout their careers, uh, from starting off whether it was uh, quarter midgets or legends cars, late mile racing. Everybody in, in our series is winners, and um, uh, it's hard to not win. It's hard to be a competitor and, and not win, and so uh, certainly difficult through years where you feel like you're you're doing your best to run 15th at times. Um, you know, you, you get excited when you can get to a top five and, uh, then you get a, a second place along the way and you're mad that you were that close and couldn't get the job done. So, um, uh, it, it has its, uh, its ups and downs, but certainly, um, 
uh, the, the realization that your successes through the years have gotten you to the top level of motorsports, um, that it's going to require a lot of work and dedication to uh, be able to get those checkered flags and those wins, and it's going to be um, a matter of surrounding yourself with, with the best people that can help you get there. Uh, you know, that's what what keeps you going, knowing that, that there's always a buildup, that there's always progression, um, and, and I feel like you know, we've been really close at, at lots of times through the years, and um, you know, in seasons past, maybe there's been three highlights on a season, and that's not many, right? When, when you come off and you're used to winning every other week at your local short track, but um, uh, certainly this season has kept you in, uh, in much better spirits as we go uh, go to each racetrack, thinking that um, this is a great chance for us to um, at least compete for a top ten consistently, and uh, in a lot of places, feel like we're going to be competitors to win. And getting with Ralph in uh, 2020, how big a game changer was that, and what, in what ways was it? Yeah, so I, I've been um, I've been with Ralph since I was 15 years old, so I, I've always um, been under the umbrella here. So uh, you're good, you're good. But um, it, it was a, a homecoming of sorts, right? To um, to be back in, well, for the first time, to be in a Cup car for for Roush. Um, spent a lot of years uh, at the at at the shop in Concord, working in the shop, uh, putting other drivers' seats in in what I felt like were my race cars. Um, eventually downgraded to uh, the special projects guy because I think I worked too slow and they just needed me out of the way. But um, got to know a lot of people within our entire uh, facility and um, uh, got a, a ton of friends throughout our building. So coming back um, and, and being able to, you know. Re, uh, reunite with, with those people is surely made it a lot uh, a lot more rewarding to, to have the successes now. Do we have any questions in the press box? No questions from the press box. Okay, we'll go to Holly and then to Dustin. Congratulations, Chris. And Thank I you. apologize if you answered this. I was doing a couple of things, but Bubba, after the race, declared his love for you. <laughs> and says that this is uh, makes everything cool. But, you know, just kind of your yeah. thoughts on that. No, it was. Uh, it, I heard afterwards that, that they made the playoffs uh, as well. So um, certainly know how how fun that is, and how uh, you know that's a good measure of success on your season. So um, yeah, I mean, from uh, going back to those Roush days, right, where we had uh, four four Xfinity cars and uh, us as teammates, along with um, how was it. Sadler and, and Ryan Reed, right? So, uh, spent a lot of time together and raced around each other a lot, and uh, kind of uh, have been on different paths for for a little while. And uh, to um, to have him come to Victory Land was certainly cool. And uh, um, you know, congratulations to them as well for for making the playoffs because that's um, it's hard to do, and <laughs> we know that because we we've been trying for uh, for a lot of years. But um, it's big accomplishment. We'll go to Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, I know you've gone through a lot here lately. Have you had a chance to see Ryan Priest's accident? And what kind of what do you see from your viewpoint if you've been able to look at any replays? No, I, um, actually, Bob offered me a, a chance to see the replay, and I didn't want to see it yet. Um, but I did. Uh, uh, Ryan is is a good friend of mine, and um, also uh, her, my, my spotter. Him and Ryan are close as well. So. Uh, at least while we were at Victory Lane, got word that uh, you know he's at the hospital, that they're running through a lot of stuff, and that he is doing well. So uh, that, that's good to hear. Um, you know, obviously, don't know the the full details, and all I've seen was just uh, little frames of it um, while we were under caution, and uh, didn't realize it for you know two or three laps. I don't think I just seen that 
you know, Carr was in the infield down the back stretch and the, and the nose was messed up. And um, I guess we just happened to be down the front straightaway when it was on one of the monitors and um, realized how wild that, that one was. Uh, no clue the cause, no clue how it actually got to the, the extremity that it did, but um, certainly glad to hear that he's doing good and that he's still, still getting checked out, but um, definitely hoping the best for him. He's posted a message on social media. So awesome. he posted something out there saying he's. I'll, he says I'm coming back. Awesome. <laughs> um, I know every accident is different, so I don't want to be comparing apples and apples. But can you give a sense of? Um, You're going to ask me what it's like being upside down. Well, you? you know, you yours kind of <laughs> once it hit the ground, it really kind of picked up, and his. Was yep. one that at one point it really kind of mm-hmm. rotated r- rather quickly. Now he rotated more than ten times, so it was nothing like yours in that sense. So yeah, uh, anything at, at Super Series races is scary when uh, when you have upside down moments, right? So um, my rookie season with, with front row when we flipped at Talladega wasn't a bad one whatsoever. Um, very slow. The only thing that hurt was landing back on all four. Um, the Charlotte rollover certainly knocked me around a good bit and, and jarred me. So um, I think I would compare it more to that one from what I've seen. Um, certainly looked very violent and uh, and, and very airborne. So um, it, it just it beats you up. It, it's no – like I said, I haven't seen it. So I don't know how, uh, how big of a sudden stop or, or one major impact along the way. I just know that it it was painful just in, in the fact that it, it's, it's knocking you around so many different directions so quickly. Um, it just doesn't doesn't feel good. There's no way to go about it now. Uh, you know, appreciative of uh, how safe our race cars are, and I think that um, you know, as a as an industry, sometimes we forget that it is dangerous still, and um, and that can certainly lead to some of our, our wilder moments. But um, it, it's it's a dangerous sport, and uh, and we know that getting in, um, you know, sometimes it pushes a little too far to the back of our minds, and um, you know, got to uh, got to remember it. So uh, yeah, I mean, I. Like I said, without seeing it, to be able to give too much, but um, that I know that it was jarring just from the, the little bit that I have. Are there any further questions for Chris? All right. Chris, thanks for your time. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you all very much. Have a good evening. All right. Chris Busher, man, uh, third race. He's won this year. One, two in a row. And, uh, hey, it was one, two for – RFK there. Uh, I, I think I've, I, I don't know if I've got Brad loaded up here. It was a long, today was media day for uh, everyone, all 16 drivers. So I've got uh, that, I'm fixing play, which I'm, I'm debating on which one. I think I'll start with Kevin Harvick first, guys. Uh, this was day at media been a busy day. I have not had time to cut this. Uh, here we go. Kevin Harvey, last year. On this podcast, Action Detrimental, Denny Hunter was very complimentary of you and what you were able to do with what you had, but he said they don't have speed. Mm-hmm. The question is, can you, and how much can anyone, you, your team, make up speed during the playoffs for us mere mortals? Can speed be gotten during Yeah, the I mean, we've had speed at, at certain places, so 
As, but as we've all seen, that's not what it always comes down to. So I, th- I think you have to. I think you. This is um, this is a one week grind, and get the most out of everything that you can, and and do exactly like we've done all year. It's no. It's really no different. So can we see speed be picked up or dropped off, fluctuating? You know, Good. The different teams. Yeah. I, well, I think you've seen that all year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, you know. You look at let's just you look at William Byron. I mean, they showed up pretty fast the first couple months of the season kind of disappeared through the summer and and then came to Watkins Glen and stomped everybody so it comes and goes it's not the first time <laughs> it's not the first time we've been in that spot so yeah I think I think for well we had we had won going into the playoffs, but last year we we had won going into the playoffs. The year before we hadn't won going into the playoffs. I don't believe, but I don't I don't remember how it all works out. But I mean, I've I've been in all, I've been on all sides of the fence, so it's it's really no different. You just you go and you prepare and you race and and you know I think as as you look at everything in general, it's it's a big ship to turn when when. Um, when it's not going good or it is going good in, in order to change the direction. So I think you just you go into it and see what happens. Do you have specific goals that you want to accomplish? That, like, this playoff will be a success if you do this, XYZ? I think, for, I think for us, my goal this year was to be competitive, and, and we've been fortunate to, to do that for the most part. There's been a couple of weeks where we weren't very competitive, but it seems like that's kind of the norm. Um, with this particular car, um, I, I mean, you just you just want to go as far as you can and, and do everything that you can to to maximize uh, each and every week, and and that's really that's what we're good at. I was wondering too. We've seen RFK's kind of resurgence, if you will. They've had speed. They went through the last couple races. Um, is there conversations among the Ford camp of kind of what they're doing? Is there sharing of data or anything? Or is everybody kind of on their own for lack of better I'm not sure how that works. To, to be honest with you, I don't know that they're actually in the sharing program. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be a great question for Ford. <laughs> Well, I don't like the grass, the asphalt. I still think that I still think that that wreck was um, I still think that wreck was more violent than it probably would have been if it was not going from one surface to the next and had the car lift off. And even if it did lift off, I don't like how it just would grab in the grass and twist it in a different direction. And so it's. Um, I know we've talked about it for a number of years to to get the grass off the off the back straightaway, and I know that there's there's more to that than than just taking the grass off the back straightaway from a how much grass is on the ground square footage standpoint from the from from all the all the all the rules. But um, the, I mean, the grass really needs to go because I just I don't think that that would have been the same wreck if it was not twisting and turning and up in the air would it have taken off maybe i don't know but it sure sure seems like going from grass to asphalt is what what got the car going so it was violent scary and um and i have talked to him every day 
did it. If you start to enter these final ten races, your motion started to change at all? Has it kind of been the same about this is it? This is the home stretch or anything? This is it, man. <laughs> this is it. Is it like realization though? Like there is no. It's been. It's been. That's what a well-laid plan does. Is it gives you a peace of mind, and I'm not joking. I mean, it it really has been a great well-laid-out plan of, of, hey, here, here's what we're going to do. We laid it out starting last November, and we developed logos. We talked to racetracks. You know, we, we made it very public before we got started, and it's allowed us to just go race. Um, and, you know, I think they prepared me well of knowing that, hey, you're going to have extra work, and it has been a lot of work, but it's been right. And I think that was the main goal was to make it right for – the fans and the sponsors and the team and everybody involved and and for me it's really allowed me to just relax and let my guard down and 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 really just be a part of it and and enjoy it and and when we go to these racetracks and you hear stories and they hand you gifts or whatever it is it's it's just um it's a celebration and and fortunately we've got something to celebrate with all the things that we've been fortunate to do throughout the years and and um, I don't have to worry about talking about it anymore because it is what it is, right? I don't, you know, it's it's. We're, I'm, I'm in a fortunate position to to be able to say, hey, this is it. Um, I get to go out on my own terms and and do the things that that and do it the way that I would have wanted it to be done, not the way I would have done it uh, if I had my first choice. But having the right people around me and and people who had been through this before and and saying, hey, I like this, I don't like this. Um, Tony's a lot like I am and just wanting to just be done with something and, and you know he had some things that he would have gone back and done differently and, and his group was, was very helpful in, in structuring all this and, and just allowing it to just just go with it and so um, I'm so far into, into planning next year as we would be if, if I was driving um, but going to the to, to the next phase and, and already have been months into working on all that that you know the, the racing side of it has just kind of been what was already planned last year at this time and and you just allow yourself to 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 function with everything that's already been planned and there's just two different worlds that are that are being planned together even your shoes even your shoes say forever it's a lot of everything. It is, yeah, and and really that was that was why the logo was designed, so the racetracks could use it, NASCAR could use it. It's on merchandise, it's on shoes, it's on suits, it's on the car, it's you know it's everywhere because you really want it to be you want the the last year whether it's merchandise or pictures or to be very you want it to be very noticeable as to hey that was just, that was mm-hmm. a picture of the last year and and that allows everybody to you know to to know that that. That's where it came from, and and so it's important. I've learned that it's important for people to to be able to tell their stories and show up to a, their last race and and be able to cover it, watch it, whatever it is. Um, you know, we get lost in the in the day to day grind of, okay, I go here, I go here, I go here, I race, I go here, I go here, I go here, I race, and I'm nope, I'm not listening to that. I don't want to hear it. This is what we do. We race week to week, and the rest of it in. But you know, this year you've you've been able to hear those stories and talk to those fans and and you know see all the things that that make them happy and and hear the team guys and let the team guys bring their family and their kids or sponsors bringing in guests and family and kids and friends showing up that that want to come watch you race one more time and that stuff's been fun and there's just there's no way to 
I'm not hiding from that, right? Because I want them to be there. I want them to see it. I want, I want to, you know, see the people that I grew up with come to the racetrack. I want the fans that watched me race when they were five and uh, win in Atlanta come tell their story or, you know, see the person that got through chemo because they could turn on the race on Sunday. So we, we lose track of, of um, the impact that we have on people. And it's not always about competition. It's, you know, sometimes it's there's way more to it than just the competition side because we're so narrow-minded. Trevor, you, you talk about going out on your terms. Last mm-hmm. week, uh, Kurt announced his retirement. Your thoughts on that? You've raced with him. You're a teammate to him. What's his legacy in the sport? And your, your, your just reflection on what happened with, with that? Yeah, it's not my it's not my favorite thing to reflect on just because of the fact that I hate that he had to do it that way. And that's just not what he deserves. Um, you know, he's had a great career and, and been a big part of NASCAR racing in general. And it's just a he's a racer and, and unfortunately put in that position to, to, to do it the way, not do it the way that he wanted to do that, um, you know, from the retirement standpoint. And I, I just, it frustrates me a little bit. Moments you've had, all the tributes and everything that you've had so far. Has there been one that's really resonated with you? Uh, you know, I think when the when the signs when the signs started to to show up on the walls and and you know you had to drive by them every lap and and you think you know from the racetrack standpoint it's it's um, you know it's like at Watkins Glen they had the little tribute through the S's and you drove by it every single lap and um, you drive by the you know my pit marker at a lot of these racetracks is the forever sign and and so I think that's and Marcus Smith was was very upfront in saying hey we got to have a chance to to do this type of stuff and and you know to be able to do that with the fans and with the sponsors and with the team and everybody that's involved in it um what I don't think is a big deal is a big deal to a lot of people um, because I do this on a, on a week-to-week basis. I've grown up around it. I've seen it on every end of the spectrum that you could see it from. But it's a big deal to, to you know, a lot of people, and it's, it's a big deal to uh, each racetrack and their local fans and, and markets. So it's been, it's been fun to, to see it all play out. And I don't know that there's one that sticks out above the other one, um, but... You know, I think for for me, the the biggest moment was running that 29 car. Kevin, uh, despite the struggles, performance struggles at SHR, how important has it been for this whole season for you to be competitive? Yeah, well, I think we've overcome a lot, right? And and but that's not like that. That's not the first time we've had performance struggles on whether it been at RCR or at SHR. You know, it's all in how you overcome those things, and and. Here we are again, right? We've we've put ourselves in a position to to grind away and and um, be able to just do what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to to kind of keep going and stay alive. And and look, we've had some chances to win some races. It's just we haven't. We, it just hasn't worked out. So you know, we we know that the capability is there. It's just our our window of opportunity is small, and you got to hit it right. So. So, kind of going back to what Jordan asked earlier, do you look at these last ten races more work or more fun? It's always work, and I, I, you know, I'm fortunate to have this ability to, to kind of separate the two. But when you can plug yourself into that car and turn the rest of it off, it's just work, right? It's just that's my job. That's what I do. Um, that's what we do together as a team, and um, so. 
this year is a little bit different because of all the things that are happening around the last season that you can enjoy. Um, and sometimes that overshadows some of the some of the flaws in, in what we're doing from a from a car standpoint and allows you to, to really not just soak it soak into it and, and let it let it consume you um, when something's not going right and it allows you to just kind of step away from it and, and then get back into it. So, but I, I've never really really had a problem kind of turning it on and off. These people are obviously your competitors, the drivers are your competitors, but in talking to them, a lot of them have said that they want you to end on a high note, mm-hmm. what you mean to the sport, what you mean to them individually. Could a young Kevin Harvick imagine that, uh, that the sport would want you to end on such a high note? <laughs> well, I think, I think, for, I think for, for me, I'm in a, you know, and I think that's what's great about being where I'm at. You know, I think having those relationships with a lot of the, a lot of the other drivers and, and having the respect of your, of your competitors in the garage is, is something that is hard to come by. And, you know, I think in the beginning, um, I didn't really care. <laughs> I didn't care what they thought, and, and I wanted them, I really wanted them to not like me more than anything. Um, I wanted them to think about me all the time. Um, when I was in front of them, when I was behind them, when I walked into the room, you know, you, you wanted them to, I wanted them to think that I was going to say something, do something. And, you know, I think as, as we've gone through the years, and, and this is a whole different generation of guys. Some of them have been here, some of them have been here for, for a while, but it's been very enjoyable to, to get to know a lot of them and, and be able to kind of have some of them come to you and ask questions and learn, um, you know, what you did right, what you did wrong, or whatever the case may be. Uh, you become more of a mentor than you do um, trying to cut their throat uh, on a weekly basis, and and so you know it's it's um, that that part has been that part has been fun, and and you know I think as you get to know more of these guys, and and you know, we've been around them more in the last two years than than probably have been in 15 years, so I think that's important for the sport in general because. You know, when you look back and, and you see a group of 15 guys sitting at driver intros or at an appearance or playing a baseball game, the camaraderie definitely needs to be a little bit more tight-knit in, a, in our group, and I think that's happened over the last couple of years for, for reasons that probably none of us wanted to be involved in from a, from a safety standpoint. But it's evolved into, into many of the drivers having a better relationship with each other and, and talking amongst a group more than than what we had over the over the past 10 or 12 15 years. What kind of an impact can you have or want to have beginning next year? Obviously you'll be around the first half of the year, but no longer being a driver, can you still have as much influence or impact or it's up to other people in the garage to kind of be the leaders? Yeah, well, I think I think that there's there's definitely some there's definitely some I mean somebody's going to have to step into being that that driver active driver leader I think as you as you go through that I don't really know exactly where that that role lies as far as my responsibility and and but I'm not going to just bail on them um, I'm still going to I'm still going to be you know pro driver more than anything because I want them all to be rock stars right and in my new job if they're all rock stars that makes my job a lot easier anyway so you know, I think as as you as you look at that, it's it's um, 
I want them to make I want them to make more money. I want them to be more known. I want them to I want them I want them to be the best athletes that they can be. And and so um, my big thing right now is I don't want to over overdo the time stuff that I become so busy that that um, um, I can't go do the things that I retired for with my kids and family. And once I get done with 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 my Fox commitment, so it's um, I think that that I think that that will evolve as we go forward. I mean, we've got a group of, you know, 10 or 11 of them through the management company that, that you know, I already have a lot of contact with and, and talk about their, their racing careers. And you know, I think as we go through time, it's it's um, that part will be interesting to, to see the magnitude of, of what it is because I have so many other things going on. and um, But I'm definitely not – I don't want to – I want them to be – I want them to experience what I got to experience when I came into this sport and from from the popularity standpoint and just the things that that they would get to do and and just understand exactly what they're getting to do is important for them. Kevin Donaldson is certainly one of those tracks where there should be tributes to you uh, as we get there this week. What has that track meant to you through the years? Uh, Yeah, well, Darlington is just a – it's a – you know, it's it's one of those racetracks that you can go back sixty some years and and look at cars going on a racetrack and it still looks pretty similar to what it does today and and it's still the only racetrack that you drive in and you see that many blue tarps and tents in the back of a pickup truck uh, as soon as you go through the tunnel and it kind of takes you back in time. So it's it's a it's a it's a hardcore NASCAR racetrack and and it's just a very unique place to race that's been very unique in every generation of car. No matter what what year you drove, you can you can relate to Darlington uh, with pretty much every generation. So it's a place that I've enjoyed and, and looking forward to going one more time. Did that 2020 race does that kind of stand out in your mind at times for the significance of what it meant to a lot of people, not just in there? Yeah. Well, and when you look back at 2020 and going back to that race for the first time, and I, I think about just you know some of the phone calls and conversations that I got on the way home, and just what it meant to our country and sports in general. Uh, you know, being able to to get back going, and still one of the most awkward feelings that I've, most empty and awkward feelings that I've ever had at a racetrack was was climbing out of that car all jacked up and to pure silence. It was it was eerily, eerily, eerily quiet, and um, you know, and then jumping back in the car and going to victory lane taking three pictures and carrying the trophy back to my motorhome myself <laughs> so <laughs> and then not, not knowing whether I should be on the on the road or not driving home and um so you know that that's um that's all stuff that that there's just part of the ride do you have, give yourself time to be nostalgic last day tone my last Darlington race any of that stuff <laughs> uh, I mean I, I don't really go through it like that um you know, I think for for me, it's it's all a last, right? The whole the whole season was was planned as a last. So, um, you know, I, I've gone to each each track and enjoyed the you know the the different conversations and pictures and scenarios and all the different things that we that we've had, and and um, so it's definitely been more enjoyable than my last media day. Do you have a couple of moments throughout your career that you feel like define you and define your career in a way? I mean, the first one's easy. Yeah, I mean that one. I guess that would actually 
that would that would actually be yeah the probably the the easiest one to pick out i think um you know i think that the original announcement of the of just stepping into the car was i mean if you ever go back and look at the pictures from that press conference or videos from that press conference i mean it was this room filled with hundreds of people and cameras and and so you know that's how my career started that's how my cup career started is there any ones that jump out to you um you know i think that the first brickyard win was 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 pretty awesome uh just because of you know what i grew up wanting to do was not race a stock car it was to race indie cars and my idol was was Rick Mears, and then to to go there and win was was pretty neat personally. Uh, the Daytona 500 was was um, up there, so probably Atlanta, the championship, um, the press conference, first Brickyard, and the and the Daytona 500, probably some pretty good ones. Talk about the beginning. Uh you're still at the top. You're getting you know, playoff drivers competing for wins at the end. Not, not every driver gets that opportunity. No, and, and yeah, and that's that's really one of the things that I'm most proud of. And they, you know, somebody asked me earlier. They said, "When did you ever feel like you can you made it?" This is really the only time that I've ever felt like I've made it because I got to choose how I ended it. So, I know that that that's rare. And I think as you as you look at that, it's I got to plan my last year and say this was it. And then we were still competitive. And we went out and and did what we were supposed to do, but um, it's really the first time I felt comfortable with saying I made it. Kevin, in your moments of your career with Pocono, with Joey Logano, which I know you two have reflected on before, if you two had gotten into a fight, how badly would he have beaten you? Joey Logano beat me up. <laughs> he fed me that question. I know he did. <laughs> I told him earlier. I told him earlier when when uh, that was his question for me on, on the social media side. I told him earlier. I said, you know, the first thing I'd have done is gone straight for your knees because that's how they told us to break big people down was from the bottom up. <laughs> he said you guys had a really funny exchange earlier. So we did. That's why he wanted to make sure. Yeah, and and look, you know, that's what's been so much fun about this year. And and really, Joey and I have had a good relationship over the past several years. But to go back and and who would have thought that we're going to go back and and rehash that moment, right? to go back and rehash that moment and make something fun out of it and, you know, show that, that we are human and we do move on and, and you still can have relationships with, with people that you may have been enemies with or not liked or at that particular time, especially once you get to know them, right? Because Joey is one of those people that is, he's all NASCAR, right? And he's all racer, all NASCAR, wants the sport to be, wants, wants the sport to be great. And, and, and it's just, it's just, getting to know people and, and moving on and, and maturing, and, and that's just one of those moments. So. And that's how that had come up. I had asked him about kind of how full circle it's been of, of when kind of the ice was broken between you two and how your relationship mm-hmm. changed. And he mentioned basically you started driving a Ford, so that's Ford brings people together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I think it's I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't know exactly how all that – migrated into into being positive and productive but it has and 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 it's been that way it's been that way with with a lot of them and i, and I think you know there's there's just a i enjoy i enjoy what i do i enjoy competing against those guys but there's also there's also good to know them right and it's also good to to show that you can be can be a good human and and do do things the right way and and so 
we all are human, and, and it's easier just to move past them because I have to live next to them for 40 weeks out of the year. Will that be one of the things you're most proud of in your career, not just the performance, but you're talking about your relationships. There's, there's I, quite a few I, drivers I, that you had very close feuds or rivalries with that yeah. now you have great relationships with Joey, Wong, True. Kyle Busch. A lot of that's a show, though. <laughs> you got to remember, this still, still is a show. Yeah. And, you know, I think on the, on the days when things aren't going, aren't going your way, it's still, it's still still okay to be a showman and still okay to, you know, to to, to cause those fires and, and make those things happen. And, and so it makes it more fun, makes it exciting. All right, everyone. I thought that was it for Kevin Harvick. But uh, Kevin Harvick in his last year retiring, this year's his last year. What you took away from there was Kevin Harvick finished it his way. He did the Frank Sinatra. He finished this uh, his career, stellar career in, in uh, Darlington. But if you listen to all that, I was fortunate enough, as I come in today, drive down into the uh, to get to the media center, I'm headed to the media center, and and there's a white truck talking to an employee, and I uh, which turned out they made the turn, went on on down along the fence line, and pulled up to probably the best spot in Darlington at the infield, and I sat here for the show tonight, and I tell you what, these ladies put on a show for me. They show they show me. They don't need a man to come to the racetrack with them. But uh, if if you don't mind, uh, introduce yourself if if you'd like to. But these these two ladies here, they absolutely did what Kevin Harvick said he loved about Darlington, and that was he loved to come inside the track and see still see blue tarp pickup trucks and tents. And that's exactly what these two ladies have set up in front of me in the last hour and a half. How y'all doing tonight, ladies? We're doing fine, Rowdy. Well, look, so how long have y'all been coming to Darlington? We have been coming to Darlington since we were teenagers because we're originally from Darlington. But we've been coming to what you call the best spot on the track, which is? We've had this spot for 23 years. Well, y'all, y'all are living it right here. I, I mentioned it in the show that where I was at coming in and going out of one into two, the high bank and the cars just thundered through here during the daytime and at nighttime. So, so which do you prefer, night racing or day racing? We prefer night racing mainly because of the temperature, and it's just more exciting. I, I tell you, it's nothing like fire and sparks at nighttime. It's just undescribable a race at night. But ladies, uh, 
you've got a lot of time here. So where's the guys at? We we are sisters, and we are the ones that were raised about a mile and a half from the racetrack, and why we love Darlington. And our husbands were never race fans. So this is mine and her weekend to come and have sister time and love what we love and that's watch the races. You know, isn't that a great story that uh, sisters still gather to do NASCAR at Darlington? I'm telling you, I, I went to Watkins Glen, and it's basically, I give it an A-plus. I give Darlington an A-plus. I actually... Uh, Come here back in uh, 2003. I had rented a, a construction yard for Harold Brazerton Jr. I don't do y'all remember him, Mr. Harold's oh, son yeah. Harold. Yeah. Uh, I met him then, and he brought me down to to uh, Darlington, and it's just been hard to shake. I've been coming twice a year, I think, for the last four years. Before that, it was maybe one time a year, but uh, what was uh, Name some highlights you've seen over the over the years. We, uh, what my favorite highlight is I used to pull for Lake Speed a hundred years ago, and he <laughs> won his only race in Darlington, and I was good friends with the mayor of Darlington, and he let me go to Victory Circle with Lake Speed when he won that race. That that was good for Lake Speed. I, I did not remember that. <laughs> I don't remember what year that was, but it was a long time ago. I, it was the, it well, was the spring race, but I don't remember the year. So, so one of the things that impresses me is the tunnels. The tunnels going out to uh, out to the merchandise tents and all. How they're lined with all the original winners down through there. Yes, and you'll find Lake Speed's name there too, and pictures. <laughs> Absolutely, they they have every winner there. Now they probably don't have spring winner yet, but they do have them lined up through there. It's it's out absolutely beautiful. So uh, with Carrie Thorpe leaving, Carrie's been here twenty years, and I think she's done a great job. Uh, any hints of who might be next? Y'all know. I, I don't know, but I agree with you. He's done an excellent job here at Darlington. Um, no, I, I don't know. It would be nice to have somebody local to run the place. Well, I'm going to tell you what, ladies. If y'all y'all know the history, Darlington has turned out. Uh, I mean, do I need to say any more than Jim Hunter? You know, there's been some great people from Darlington uh, in NASCAR, and, and there, there's several there. I've got some thoughts on it, but they love where they're at, you know, but it's a beautiful place, and Carrie's got it in good shape to pass it on. So, uh, y'all come in this beautiful white pickup truck and uh, went to work. Yeah, who's your winners? Are y'all bowtie folks, or y'all pull for Ford or Toyota? I, I have, I've always pulled for Richard Petty. Back in the 1970s when I started coming, that that's when he was winning. I, I remember watching him go around the racetrack with a rag hanging out of his mouth. 
in any way. He's always been my favorite driver. I still pull for car 43, and uh, car 43 won last September, so I hope we go to victory lane again this this time. He absolutely did, didn't he? Uh, yes, Eric, Eric Jones. Eric Jones. I, I appreciate y'all taking time out. Uh, so you're pulling for Eric Jones. Isn't it? Your sister there, she got a favorite? I've joined my sister now, and I pull for whoever drives 43. And we're pulling for <laughs> Eric Jones. <laughs> well, he's got a great mentor with uh, Jimmy Johnson there with Legacy Motors. Right. So I, 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 I see nothing but great things for him. But that, unfortunately, they're going to change mates for next year. I, I, I didn't understand right. that, I but... Mm-hmm. Toyota puts a lot of money in racing, folks. There's a lot of people don't like Toyota, but, hey, we'd be in heck of a shape without them because they're really pouring some money into the sport. So, so. Uh, is there anything that if somebody first time comes to Darlington, what's the must-see thing here at Darlington that for this weekend? Well, I, I mean, the main thing, just come to the race and find you a good spot, and you will be hooked. You will want to come back and time and again. Talk to your neighbor, because next thing you know, you'll be meeting them year after year. I imagine y'all know the security guards. Y'all is getting caught up from the <laughs> spring race. Yes, we, we have a handful of friends that we that we know out here. But I was going to tell you one thing that stands out with me is Darlington is famous for having uh, a Darlington strike, and I think most drivers have have earned one of those, a Darlington strike. You're exactly right. It's too tough to take. Right. It's too tough to take. Uh, Ladies, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. And it's always great to see racing friends. Uh, And looking forward to this weekend and seeing you back in in the spring for for the Labor Day race. Absolutely. We'll be here. All right, ladies. Thanks a lot. We'll see you this weekend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to get ready and get out of here. Uh, it's Monday morning, guys. 9 o'clock Central. 10, Monday morning. All right, we're going to get out of here, man. Thanks for joining. Uh, I'm going to probably do a post-race or pre-race show. I'm not really sure which one. I'd like to get some of these others played from today's interviews at the Media Center. I've got, uh, I know I've got, there's a Chris Busher today uh, in the interview, and also got Brad Zikowski, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, so I'm going to try to get them all done before, before race day. Anyway, I'm going to go have me an adult beverage and uh, find some friends. Till tomorrow.